For more than a decade, the guerrilla journalism of Project Veritas has exposed a mountain of corruption and lies committed by people who are part of some of the most powerful government and private institutions. Their undercover videos have helped countless Americans realize just how corrupt big media, big tech, and even vaccine companies are. And today, I'm talking to someone from Project Veritas. I'm Paul Dragu, and this is Freedom is the Cure. So joining me today is Mario Balaban, and he is the media relations manager at Project Veritas. Mario, thank you so much for joining me, man. Hey, Paul, it's a pleasure and uh, happy to discuss all the issues we've been doing recently with you. What is guerrilla journalism, and uh, why is it that you guys decide to operate that way? So guerrilla journalism is, a, is more of an unconventional form. It's a, it's a form that used to exist a long time ago, but because of the mainstream media today and the way they operate, now um, it doesn't really you know it doesn't really flourish in that in that landscape so basically what we do is we do undercover investigations which is very uncommon in journalism now and we do you know i don't know if you've seen our videos where we go to the doors of people and and ask them questions and when they refuse to come so it basically means that we don't stop investigating anything or we don't stop exposing people we're not intimidated by any sort of lawsuit we don't settle anything we don't like most media companies do in lawsuits. We we never ever give up on anything we do. Every story we put out there, we we make sure that it gets as much traction and, and attention as it, it possibly can. And that is not a common thing anymore in journalism. So that's why we consider ourselves guerrilla journalists. Would you say that's the secret uh, secret sauce to your success? The fact that yeah. that's how you guys operate. Yes, of course. I mean, the the what we know for a fact is that people are much more willing to admit things when they're undercover in undercover videos than they are to admit it in public, right? There's things that people in power would never admit publicly, but in an undercover video, when they don't realize that they're being recorded, they might say things they never say publicly. So that's why we've been very successful in exposing so many people that the mainstream media, one, is unable to, and two, does, which is worse, doesn't want to. And uh, you guys ruffle quite quite a bit of feathers there. There's lawsuits flying all over the place, and we can we can discuss that. But I'd also like to know: Does this um, do you guys get threats, like physical threats? Um, to be honest, we 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 do see some stuff on social media. Uh, in terms of credible, you know, really stuff that we truly believed uh, could be a, a real real threat. Not that as many as people would think, but we are very careful, and we we you know we consider every factor. Uh, when we're involved in these sort of situations and exposing powerful people. One of the most, uh, I'd say the most popular criticism against you guys, especially by those who hate you, is this uh, that you deceptively edit videos. I went on your Wikipedia page and, you know, I thought ours was bad. You could tell a lot about an organization <laughs> by what uh, Wikipedia says. And anyway, I mean, you guys, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen it. It's it's. Can you address that quickly before we go into some of these stories? Well, we're definitely looking into suing Wikipedia for their lies. That's number one. Oh, okay. So that's one. We're looking at ways that we can take take you know that up to a legal a challenge. But in terms of other media outlets that call us deceptive, I mean, every single time they do it, we actually love it because we have our lawyers send them a, a retraction letter demand, and they always retract. So uh, we had a wall. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the wall of shame. I am. And a I saw retract- it. 
the retracto videos, we have over 350 retractions from all sorts of outlets. And most of them were calling us deceptively, saying that we deceptively edit videos. So it actually works out great because in, in fact, when, when they actually accuse us of that and then they have to retract, it actually proves that we don't do it. And they get so, to be up uh, on the wall of shame. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then they're the ones who will have egg in their face in the end of the day. Right. Well, what, what about that? Uh, like you said, we had mentioned lawsuits. How many media outlets are you guys suing at the time? Right now, we're suing the New York Times and CNN. And we're also suing Twitter, which is a big, the big tech company, of course. Right. Um, all of them for defamation. The New York Times one was the first one we filed late last year. Uh, we were already passed motion to dismiss in a historic victory in that case. Uh, it's probably going to go into depositions and uh, all sorts of things that the New York Times wants to avoid because they know that, you know, we actually thrive in that environment of, you know, you know, argue, not arguing, but, ha you know, having to talk and under oath, by the way, be under oath and respond to questions. We actually look forward to that. I'm not sure the New York Times looks forward to that. Um, and CNN as well, we're, we're in initial stages with that one. Um, and as well as Twitter, uh, we're all, you know, they all defamed us and we have very strong cases there to, uh, to win all of them. We're also, by the way, seven and O on lawsuits. So we usually in the past, we were the ones getting sued by people who we expose. They never won. We, we won every single lawsuit that anyone has ever filed against us. So now we actually changed the objective there. And it's not, we, not only will we fight back and never settle against people who sue us, we're actually going to go on offense and sue people for defaming us. Who would you say the uh, the biggest violators as far as media? Media propaganda, I think, is a is a safe word. It's one we've been using for a long time. There's obviously always an agenda, and they the way they operate is always toward that agenda. And we'll be getting into your vaccine reporting, which is part of the the media propaganda. But who would you say are the largest media violators as far as being? propagators and not necessarily objective news sources. Well, when it comes to Project Veritas and defaming us, I would say the New York Times and Washington Post are up there. But of course, you have the, you know, the the far left radicals like Daily Beast and, you know, those uh, like Media Matters. Yeah, uh, those, those, you know, that really just and, uh, you know, it's funny because they actually don't care at all. They're so willing to battle us that they actually don't care about uh, when we, you know, demand retraction from them, they actually try to push back. But these, you know, more bigger mainstream media outlets, they cower very quickly. And it's except for The New York Times this time, they didn't. So that's why we're suing them, because we actually were like that. It was such the problem with The New York Times lawsuit. And well, well, not the lawsuit itself, but the article The New York Times wrote that led to the lawsuit is that because it's New York Times, it got cross cited as fact by I don't know how many countless other outlets. Mm -hmm. So the problem isn't only what the New York Times said, is that, that all these other outlets are using the New York Times as their citation right. to attack us. That's that, the biggest problem. Well, that happens often with the, remember the Trump call to, to the Georgia right. election, Washington Post uh, printed it as fact. They used, you know, one, one source. We still don't know the sources, but the problem, like right. you said, is everyone picked that up. And speaking of Daily Beast, we just got a write up in the Daily Beast. And, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> so we know what, what you're talking about. And, uh, you know, after I, I responded to the reporter, I never heard anything, uh, as far as us saying, Hey, this is factually incorrect. This is factually incorrect. Uh, you know, so, so we know what, what that's all about. Your latest, uh, your latest report is on vaccines. 
Uh, you guys did a five part, correct? A five part video yeah. series. And, uh, you know, you talked to lots of uh, pharmacy insiders and you got some 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 pretty damning stuff. Can you kind of highlight that? Uh, what you guys yeah, discovered so and then tell me what kind of feedback or results because you guys get a lot of results, it seems like. So yes. so touch on that, please. So we did many, many videos on several different uh, institutions that are involved with the COVID vaccine. So uh, organizations like DHHS, which is the Health and Human Services Department of the federal government, the FDA, of course, Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer so far. So all very powerful institutions, both public and private institutions. Uh, the HHS whistleblower was a federal government employee and, and worked in the hospital in Arizona, federal government hospital. Mm -hmm. And she exposed doctors and others talking about how the vaccine was causing side effects that were going on reported. Uh, what was that, how they felt about the vaccine. And I'll tell you, they didn't feel too good about it. And these were federal government doctors, by the right. way. Um, that led to a congressional letter from three Arizona congressmen have sent a letter to HHS demanding answers. So um, it is very powerful stuff there. Um, and then, you know, of course, we also had the Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson. Uh, uh, you know, we had insiders there as well as uh, undercover video. They refuse to uh, respond. They don't not want to. Um, they do not want to, um, you know, respond to our investigations. But uh, these videos, all of them have gone so viral. It's right. incredibly powerful what's happening. How, how viral? What are we talking about? What, what's your audience like? Well, I'll tell you, millions of views, millions of views, um, five million views on the first video, which is HHS. Uh, there's probably three to two to three million on each of the other ones. So if, and that's just on YouTube. So right. if you look at just on our YouTube view count in the last month, we're probably 10 to 20 million just on that platform. And we our stories have trended on Twitter every single time have trended on Twitter, even though, by the way, we're banned on Twitter. We're banned on banned? Twitter. No, no, completely banned. Project Veritas was banned in February uh, because they said, I, I'm trying to remember the reason for that one. Uh, they, um, oh, they said that we were um, harassing a Facebook executive when we would just went to ask him questions at his, outside of his home. Right. They said we revealed his private information, even though most journalists go to people's homes to ask them questions and put a mic in their face to get answers. This, mm -hmm. You know, CNN does the same thing, by the way, every time to common citizens and they don't get any problems with that on Twitter. Right. Um, and the other time was James O'Keefe's account was banned in April after I'm not sure if you remember our exposed CNN videos, Charlie Chester saying, uh, you know, it's we're trying to get Trump out of office, you know, COVID gangbusters for ratings, you know, that guy. Uh, those videos went so viral that um, Twitter said that we they try to create this. This is why we're suing Twitter. They said that James was trying to I was creating fake accounts uh, on the, the platform that was not allowed. They, they did that on the same week that our videos were trending all week long on CNN. Right. So there's no coincidence there with <laughs> what happens. Well, and, and me, uh, big media, I mean, big tech is another uh, is another area where you guys have focused before before the vaccines before you guys revealed all the stuff about the vaccines you did quite a bit of work on on big media on big tech i mean as yeah. well can you can you kind of touch on that a little bit what what we yes. discovered the first investigation project veritas did on big tech was back in 20 early 2018 into twitter where the the term shadow ban that you used by the way right. originated from project veritas it was it was an undercover investigation where a, a twitter software engineer was recorded saying this is what a shadow ban is. This is how it works. This is how we do it. You know, basically, they don't want people to know about it. That's why it is a shadow ban. 
And they used that's Twitter's own words. We didn't make no one made that word up. Right. That was Twitter's own words and undercover video. Uh, since then, we've done investigations with whistleblowers inside Facebook, inside Google. Um, in the last two years, we've had several of those. Um, none of them, by the way, get called up to Congress like the latest Facebook whistleblower. None of them get the special treatment from the media uh, to you know get all you know get get uh, verified accounts and all these different things that this latest whistleblower got. But they exposed true censorship. And the latest one on Facebook was a, a man by the name of Morgan Common. He raised over $500,000, by the way, on a crowdfunding site called Give, Send, Go after that video. And he exposed how Facebook had vaccine hesitancy documents that demoted comments on their own Facebook page. If, so basically, but here's the worst part. If these, and this is in the Facebook document, even if the events are tr factually true, it's in the Facebook document. Even if the, if the facts about the vaccine are factually true, if it causes people to be vaccine hesitant or take, being hesitant to take the vaccine, demote the comments. That's what the, the documents he exposed. And it's, you know, these whistleblowers are brave. They get a lot of attention from the, from the American people, but the mainstream media, these people in Congress, most of them want nothing to do with them. I think it's pretty apparent to anyone with a half a good eye that there is a huge, huge propaganda effort to suppress any anything that's not great about the vaccine. And that's so unfortunate because things are nuanced, right? And that, especially at vaccines, you don't hear anything about adverse effects. You don't hear anything about the unprecedented uh, number of deaths. And, and that's really insane that we live in this, in, in, in this environment. Now, you get, the, guys, the work you guys are doing, it's hard to dispute a lot, most, almost all the time because you, you have them on video. And that's obviously part of, of, of the strategy. How, how, I know you can't give me your secrets and whatnot, but how come, how do you guys uh, operate on the sense it's like you have citizen journalists, right? And then you have staff and whatnot. Do people come, you know, out of the woodworks and say, hey, I got something going on. I'd like to, to provide so, some coverage. We changed our model back in, so back in early 2019, uh, before, well, before 2019, all the Project Veritas did, would we, ha we had undercover journalists who did undercover video investigations. Since 2019 is when we started the whistleblower program. And that's when people said, I'm tired of the corruption in my workplace. I'm willing to record. I'm willing to, I'm willing to work with Project Veritas to expose my own workplace and my own risk for my career, for my salary, for all of that. So that's uh, you know, something that not only started in 2019, now it's a core business model that we have. And then this earlier this week, we even had someone out of the blue just send us a video of an, a Pfizer contractor, a guy who's contracted with Pfizer for 20 years, talking about how he doesn't trust the vaccine. And this person was not a whistleblower. This person was does not work with Project Veritas. They were just a normal person who put a, who had an undercover camera, made the recording, and sent it to us. So even that is happening now. Is that uh, is that continuing to happen? Are you guys getting more? Uh, tips and and people coming forward on, on the front, thousands of met. We get not wow. only we get people who email us on Veritas Tips at protonmail.com, which is where we uh, screen most of these tips. But people are DMing us on Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, they met, put comments on YouTube. We have we we've expanded now to have people at Project Veritas who uh, whose sole jobs are to monitor and 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 evaluate these tips that come in from everywhere. Wow. And you'd be surprised wow. how many people are willing to message us on Instagram, some very private, you know, damning information 
on a platform that, you know, potentially could be monitoring them as they do it, but they just don't, people just don't care anymore. They're well, so, they're so upset. They're willing to take risks that they never would have otherwise. And that's encouraging though, because um, the way, you know, you, you, the normal person would look and, you know, and, and if, if they're somewhat in tune, they're like, it's discouraging, especially we've been talking about the media and it seems like the narrative is all one way, but when everyone else knows the opposite. But what you're saying is, is what we're getting out front on the media is not what's happening. There are, you know, just a lot of people who are willing to risk their careers and, and their well-being for this. Yes. And, and especially with these vaccine, these vaccine mandates, people are more willing now than ever because they know that they will lose their jobs if they don't take the vaccine. So they're like, well, I'm going to lose my job anyway. So I might wow. as well do, I might as well go out shooting, right? Might go, might go down with the fight, <laughs> right? So. so that's, that's awesome. So what is, can you, can you give us uh, any highlights or any tips of, about what's coming up? Yes, we have some uh, stories coming out. Uh, we still, we, the vaccine series is ongoing. So we still have ongoing investigations on that. Uh, into big pharma and all these other institutions that we've been working into. We still also have stories related to the border. Uh, so that that Ooh. will be coming out. And we have a, a very powerful story about media corruption uh, that will be coming out as well in the next few weeks. And by the way, not only that, but there's a couple, you know, election, you know, elections coming up, you know, on a local level for governor and all these different things and across the country that we also have uh, reporters and journalists involved in. And that will also be coming out in the next few weeks. You guys already uncovered. You got chicanery, election chicanery on, on video already, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, every time. Lord. Every every time. Wow. From from the viewpoint of Project Veritas, what action would you uh, would you recommend to, to listeners and viewers that they take as far as, you know, uh, in the aspect of what you guys do? Most importantly for us is uh, if you have information of corruption in your workplace or things that you know that are wrong, that are newsworthy and that people, you know, people will really need to know about message us, you know, on all our platforms, email us at Veritas tips at proton mail. Our biggest model here is listening to having people reach out to us with information that the, the public needs to know. So my biggest ask for anyone listening is to contact us with information and uh, we will definitely be evaluating them. We have a whole team ready to uh, evaluate these messages. Well, there you go. Mario Balaban of Project Veritas. Mario, thank you again so much for joining me. Thank you for taking the time and uh, good luck to you guys and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it. Are you concerned with where America is headed? If not, you should be. So let's get busy on solutions. At the John Birch Society, our staff and members have over 60 years of experience in pushing back on outrageous abuses of government. Our tools are truth and education. Our methods are tried and true with scores of successful operations. Join together with the tens of thousands of members of the John Birch Society nationwide to make a difference. We have professional staff strategically placed all over the nation and will provide the training you need to be a success. We will provide the materials you need to be a success. We will provide the esprit de corps that comes with working in concert with tens of thousands of members nationwide on the same goals. If you want a bellyache and do nothing, don't join because we don't want you. But if you're a patriot, 
and you love our country and want to preserve the blessings of liberty to the next generation, then we need you in the fight today. Not soon, today. Let me clarify, today. Go to jbs.org and get involved right now. And remember, the Constitution is the solution.